Greetings from America's Next Top Podcaster. I'm Bobby Frankenberger, and we're here with an all-stars episode of your favorite podcasting masterclass disguised as some kind of British reality show. Get ready for some great podcasting lessons as the music crescendos now. Here's what's coming in this All-Stars episode. We've got contestants returning from seasons one, two, and three, and we're gonna pair them up and issue them a special challenge. As always, they're gonna meet with Tom Merritt, and at the end of it all, they'll submit their podcast episode to our panel of judges, Scott Johnson, Jenny Josephson, and Justin Robert Young. At the end of it all, nobody gets eliminated, but the winning team members get a $25 Amazon gift card to use on whatever they need to keep their podcasting dreams alive. Make sure to stay tuned later in the episode as we're going to reveal some exciting information about season four of America's Next Top Podcaster, not the least of which is how you can apply to be a contestant. But before that, we've got to get to the ANTP stage where our fabulous host, Brian Ibbett, is going to introduce us to the returning contestants and issue them their all-star challenge. Greetings and welcome to another special All-Stars edition of America's Next Top Podcaster. I'm Brian Ibbett, and while we're gearing things up for Season 4 of America's Next Top Podcaster, we wanted to bring back a few of our contestants for a low-stakes two-week challenge. Let's go ahead and bring out our contestants, starting with Season 1's Joe. Hey, Joe. My name is Joe Hood. I am a contestant from season one of ANTP, which I guess makes me one of the wizened elders of the community. I have the honor and dishonor of being the first person eliminated on Comedy Week. Uh, let's talk about season two, and uh, we're bringing back Diddy and Shane. Welcome back, Diddy and Shane. Well, of course, it put us together. Yeah, <laughs> we should be together. I think that's the way it goes. I am Shane Maddox. I was the part of the only double elimination in TV history. My name is Don. I go by Diddy in all these shows. I was eliminated on Comedy Week along with uh, my partner, Shane. Both of us were knocked out on the same week uh, after... Nobody was let go the week before. Um, and, you know, Brian said, hey, I'm not going to let two people go in the same week. And then he let two people go in the same week. We had this sort of cooking meets race car competition sort of way out there idea. I, I think it was Jerry who had said something about it has to be completely either completely out there or, you know, have all the timing and everything of comedy. So we said, you know what? We're just going completely out there. So we did Death Race 2000 type of thing, you know, with explosions and Mrs. Pibbles, uh, who was a cat. Uh, finally, uh, from season three, uh, let's welcome back Dusty. Doing the work that no one else will. Good to be back. <laughs> Good to have you back. My name is Dusty O'Connell. I was a contestant on season three of America's Next Top Podcaster. Uh, I was the uh, the only sports podcaster to uh, compete on uh, America's Next Top Podcast to date. I left the competition on Comedy Week. I think if I if I had to pinpoint one moment in the episode that turned all the judges against me, it was when I broke character. I was reading a. The, the idea was that I was a newsreader, but I broke character at the very end to read a quote in just like a, a terrible like Irish accent. And that creative choice was roundly panned, but I'm super glad to be back for All-Stars. This is the first time anyone's called me an All-Star at anything. Oh my God, it's so good to hear all your voices again. Holy cow. Let's see here. As you've probably just figured out based on this lineup. Besides I'm very your, nervous. <laughs> as you I'm should very be. nervous. Besides your ANTP training, uh, you guys all have one more thing in common. You were all eliminated during the comedy week in your various seasons. So this all-star challenge is going to be a comedy redemption challenge. And I'm going to tell you all about that here in a little bit. But before that, let's talk about the shows that got you taken out of the competition. Uh, Diddy and Shane, we'll start with you guys. You guys were on the Banana Sock Wizards, and you came up with the idea for a death race cooking show called If You Can't Stand the Heat. Uh, so what did our judges get wrong 
in eliminating you two. Feel free to be as. Uh... <laughs> so they got plenty right. Uh, I don't. I, mean, I think maybe the amount of effort put into it. Yeah, because the I remember sound design on your uh, show was incredible. It was really, really well done. So let's get to some of the action. Early in the race, there was not a whole lot going on as the competitors were feeling each other out a bit. The typical trading of paint and exchanging of gunfire and that one self-propelled grenade launched at the Braun and McFeely team by Newt Farmer and tractor construction worker Carl Jones, but for the most part, it was pretty quiet. True. There was a good amount of ammunition and ordnance used, but most of the carnage was around the race and not directly in it. Um, it almost, maybe it overshadowed the parody that you guys were doing. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I just think it didn't land. I mean, I think we thought it was was pretty well done. But yeah. I think what they got right was maybe it was too, there was too much though. It was just kind of boom, 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 and not enough time to really. Yeah, I think I think we um, we didn't build up the jokes enough so that's probably what they got right <laughs> <laughs> i love i love that i tell you what they ask you what they got wrong and you're you're lavishing praise joe let's go over to you you were a part of the podcasters and you created a show or your team created a show called organic cosplay this week on organic cosplay a sustainable journey choosing the right responsibly produced wig for you First up, I got to speak with Harry Taylor, Trip Harrison III of Harrison Wigs, a family-run wig farm in Pennington Gap, Virginia. You did say that my family had a wig farm. Now, we have what I like to call an artisanal wig husbandry center. Now, uh, you've got to take some comfort in the fact that your remaining teammates for that challenge were Amy and Alex, who went on to take first and second place in the competition. Does that, does that help at all, or does that kind of make it sting a little more? Oh, no. In my story, in my head, uh, I should have been one of them going on to be the finalist. So <laughs> they stole my spots. I, I'm still bitter at both of them. All right. Well, very good. Thank you for coming back. And uh, Dusty, you were on the Bananas and Bananas team in season three. You gave us serious world news. Uh, was it was it a bad impersonation or a fart joke or, or an exploding cat that uh, ended up being your <laughs> undoing? Oh, Fart joke would have been so highbrow. That would have been <laughs> so far beyond us. No, I uh, we put a lot of effort into our episode that was basically all set up and no punchline. But uh, aside from the uh, writing failures, I decided to uh, commit podcast harakiri and uh, break character at the last second for a uh, terrible impersonation. This is Serious World News, your number one source for news from around the globe on EPNN, the extremely professional news network. As soon as anybody gets near her, she's disappeared again, reported one bystander. <laughs> uh, well, all right. So, so you know, comedy, as we've learned on uh, ANTP, is tough. It's subjective. Different people find different things funny, and it's really, really hard. So, are you guys ready to hear about your challenge? Uh, sure. I am still very nervous. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't want to be this. Well, uh, it's our comedy redemption redemption challenge. So, uh, do you think you guys can take another swing at producing a comedy show? Well, why would we give you another comedy show when it's clear you can't do comedy? Ow. No, we're going to go 180 degrees and ask you to make a serious podcast. And here's the fun part. We're going to give you carte blanche on what you can create. You can go true crime. You can do an audio drama. You can report on a current event. We're just going to ask you that you keep it uh, 20 minutes or less and that both members of your team are well represented on your show. Uh, Diddy and Shane, it wouldn't be a true redemption if we didn't keep the two of you together. So you guys will be a team. And Joe and Dusty, you guys are going to be our other team, maybe proving that uh, like a fresh combination really gets the creative juices flowing. Let's see. Is that it? Is that all? Oh, wait. No, there's one more thing. Oh, yeah. One more thing. So you guys are all all-stars. All so let's give you one more guideline befitting a group of four podcasting all-stars. I'm going to be giving all four of you a document that has all the lyrics to the Smash Mouth song, All Star. There are 35 unique verses in the song, things like, I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed, only shooting stars break the mold, and your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. Your podcast needs to contain a minimum of six of them. Uh, Diddy and Shane, how do you guys feel about this? <laughs> 
Um, I actually kind of love it. <laughs> I sort of <laughs> love it. Yeah, this I sort of love it. This is great. <laughs> good, uh, good. And uh, Joe and Dusty, I, I'm intrigued at the balance of seriousness and Smash Mouth. Yeah, and and uh, you know, it, listen, I, we would have said if you make our our judges laugh at any time during the uh, during their review of your submission, then you lose points. But they know what what uh, phrases to look for. If we not intentionally make them laugh, like we're, it's right. going to be hard. Yes. The podcast itself shouldn't with you know uh, if you took those those six phrases out the podcast itself shouldn't be in and of itself funny but the existence of those uh six lyrics uh will undoubtedly make our judges laugh so so try and uh, what i'm saying is keep the rest of the the contestants wrapped up with brian ibbett they had their challenge in hand and they knew what they had to do right away diddy and shane who had been a podcasting team together in season two and were both kicked off in the same week decided to meet to get the ideas rolling for this new all-star challenge well did you have any ideas first uh i had one initially but i mean so the very first thing I sort of thought of was like a story behind the music. I mean, we could probably go do research about what the song's really about and then, you know, do a, you know, behind the music kind of thing or, or Smash Mouth and that song. So the one I had, <laughs> I want to try to sell this idea as best I can. Imagine of uh, <laughs> a... a a soundscape experience read in the form of poetry uh, in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world. So yeah, I say like we kind of talked about that, or at least my first team talked about doing something kind of with post-apocalyptic, and then Scott was like, "Oh man, you should have done that." <laughs> and then, um, so I, know, I thought maybe it was like a science podcast, I'm talking about you know different different things with different things you know going on with the uh, biology we could use some of the lines from the song in interview i mean you could take something like deadly serious yeah. you know like uh, i don't know you know like some cancer research scientist or something have an interview but just like work these these phrases in somehow the best part about fiction is not needing to research anything <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the bad thing about fiction is you have to make it all up. True. Yeah. The two continued to discuss the merits of either writing fiction or researching facts, and then reunited with their old podcasting coach, Tom Merritt, for some advice. Hey, All-Stars. Hey, Tom. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, what can I do for you today? Oh, my God. Brian's killing us here. So if he'd have made this a little bit more... Uh, constrained, it would have been a lot easier. But because mm. they made it so open, we're right. having a tough time coming up with anything. Well, I'm. I don't know. I, I'm not. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sold on an idea, but I don't know if. Do you need me to arbitrate? What's going on here? No, I. I uh, Shane has an idea about a, uh, doing a poem. A poem. Hmm. Well, it's not just. It's a. It's set in a post-apocalyptic scenario though as okay, a so like a series fiction correct pretty high concept mm -hmm. for sure uh re requires acting and uh writing skill uh to to win everybody over uh Didi, but it, what are your concerns it sounds like maybe you're not in on it Shane did a little demo and i really enjoyed the demo okay. um i thought it was really good i just don't know if we can wrap a 20 minute podcast around a single poem i guess we do it like as a story so i mean when you say it's a poem is it like the iliad and the odyssey like you're just reciting verse think, or how's that how's this going to present think more like edgar Allan poe yeah okay so you're just reciting a poem original poem telling a story original yeah do you want to share what the story is what the poem's about yeah i mean it's so far it's we're in a an apocalypse, obviously, uh, the world's been destroyed and everything. And maybe there's, maybe there's two people or something that are on a journey to sort of find, find the cause of this or find not to make it like walking dead necessarily, but, um, yeah, there's a <laughs> so, lot to figure out with it yet. If, if you don't mind me asking why a poem, 
Uh, just because it's different. <laughs> okay. And I, I liked the idea of it. Um, Do you have experience doing poetry? Are you taking a class or is this something you majored in or, or I mean, lyrics, like lyrics, I guess. Um, yeah. Writing. Okay. All right. Before I, I dive in and help you try to, to work this into shape, do you have another idea that you're considering or is this kind yeah. of it? The one that I thought of right off the bat was doing like a behind the music mm-hmm. style podcast. And we would actually going to take the Smash Mouth song, ah, uh-huh. All Star, and do a behind the music on the song. Uh-huh. Yeah, sort of work the the lyrics into that way. I think I think I I get what's going on here. You guys are focused on how do we work the lyrics in, and then building your ideas around that. I would advocate you go the other direction. Pick an idea that you want to do that you think makes a good podcast. Figure out how that podcast works, then find places to stick the lyrics. Now, doing behind the music about the song is a pretty darn clever idea to make it really easy to stick the lyrics in there. Uh, I get why the poem makes sense because you can lift lines from the lyrics and put them in in the poem. Uh, but but I, I would highly encourage you to just pick your idea because you think it's good and then find ways to stick the, the lines in. Because honestly, if you have a great idea and you execute it perfectly and you stick a line in there and it kind of rings a little weird, that's going to be better than if you built an entire idea around putting the lyrics in and the lyrics work perfectly, but everybody hates the idea. Prioritize your idea first. As he so often does, Tom Merritt helped to set a course for the pair, allowing Diddy and Shane to focus on making their idea as good as it could possibly be. So so the concept of, of this is a portion of mm-hmm. a story that we're telling through poetry that's not bad. We definitely could do that. You know, we oh. could introduce it and say, in in the last episode, you heard about, you know, George finding <laughs> the uh, broken shotgun underneath the car. Right. And this week we're going to uh, to find out what happens afterwards. And yeah, I def- obviously we want we want to get um, both our voices in there. And I do think like having some sort of dialogue along well, the way. Be a, yeah, absolutely. So we could be a, you know, a, a duo traveling through the wastelands doing yep. demons. Exactly. You know, and it wouldn't, you know, like doing anything. So, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to shoehorn in lyrics necessarily, but that's literally the task. So, um, <laughs> so, so one that another one that I don't have done yet that that I really want to use though is like if we come across a town and there's like, so what's wrong with taking the back streets? Like, <laughs> yeah, and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, it? yeah. As long as it's verbatim, though, right? So, have you ever read, um? Terry Brooks, the Shannara series. I mean, there's like 25 books or something ridiculous. But he wrote, the basic concept is, is that the world as we know it today was destroyed by war. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a time, time period, and then magic comes back into the world. And then magic is slowly going away. Mm-hmm. And technology is starting to take over again. Mm-hmm. So... But there's a there's a set of books about the time after the world was destroyed, right? And the beginning of magic. And those books are like perfect. They are almost this scenario that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I was just kind of picturing like just a completely devastated landscape, you know. And that's kind of why you hear like, um, okay, devastated landscape. Are we going to have mutants? Who, who's the uh, antagonist here? The antagonist. Oh yeah. Um, a few days later, I got a chance to sit down with both Diddy and Shane to talk about how things were going and what it was like to be on a podcasting team together again. How does it feel being uh, working with? Well, he's a great guy. First of all, he's, he's uh, very very uh kind individual and you know wants to wants to put his heart into everything he works on as well which i appreciate he's got a lot of great ideas you know he he's done a he's done a lot of 
we know we've got a doc here and he's, he's put a lot of effort into that. And, and similarly in season two was very much like that. Um, so I appreciate all of his effort. Um, he's made along, along in both situations here. I wasn't too sure about this concept to begin with, but now that I'm into it, I'm like, you know what? I think this will work. This will work really well. Yeah. You know, I, it was, <laughs> it's, it's always like, I want to, I want to try to try to compromise here as best I can. It's like, you have this, you have this idea in your head and it's hard to sort of uh, convince someone just, just to kind of get your idea out there on the page. You know, I've wrote some things. He, he wrote quite a bit of, of dialogue at this point. I'm like 13 pages into this story and I'm like, oh, this wow. is way too long. And now I'm at <laughs> to cut it down. And I don't think doing it just as a poem would have worked. But I think now that what we're doing is we're telling a story. So we're doing a, you know, like a drama podcast. Is it like an audio drama? Yes. Um, and telling the story, but we're doing it in prose. It just so happens to be set in, you know, an apocalyptic wasteland after, you know, the country has been in ruins for, for several <laughs> years now. Um, so, it, and that's looking pretty cool. We, we have an actual layout. We have a, you know, a template of what we're doing here for the most part. And we're going to have to, you know, tweak some things. I felt like something different happened with you guys. When you guys met to discuss where you wanted to go, after you talked to Tom, I kept hearing you say things like, you kept expressing that you didn't feel like you did a good enough job conveying the idea to Tom. And so, but you were still very, you were not deterred Mm-hmm. by the fact that Tom didn't seem to be sold on the idea. So what did you come away from talking to Tom feeling like, like what did you get from that? I think the big thing was that it needed to be more of a story, you know, a full storyline than just poetry, essentially. Yeah, we spent a lot of time working on the story together and how it sounded and what each person was doing. What exactly is left? It sounds like you've got some more um, like audio engineering to do. You've got some more sound effects to do and music. So is it all that kind of stuff? All that extra layers, all those extra layers of. Yeah, I think it's, so. Uh, yeah, unless we need to record any, re-record anything. But honestly, it's very, very few uh, sound effects that need to be tweaked at this point but it's i think the music will be the maybe even the bigger undertaking adding in an intro and outro that just yeah like one one or two other little audio bits all right well good luck you two and uh we'll see you on the on back with the judges to (laughs) to re-traumatize you (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks bobby no problem Before we move on to see how Dusty and Joe did during this All-Star Challenge, let's hear a quick sample of what Diddy and Shane put together in their episode of the audio drama they titled Storyboard Wastelands. Hmm. Deserted. There's got to be something I can scrounge up around here. These towns along the highway are all picked over by now. Not much of anything to find, but can't hurt to look. Hmm. Maybe there. Searched a few more houses, but turned up nothing. Just when I was about to move on. We'll put the full-length audio of both team submissions as separate downloads on the podcast feed, so if you want to hear the rest, you can find it there. In the meantime, let's catch up with Dusty and Joe, who've just been brought together as a team for the first time ever. Dusty from Season 3 and Joe from Season 1. They met right away after being issued their challenge to get to know each other and brainstorm some podcast ideas. So one of the things that I do for my work is actually uh, help teams launch new projects. And part of what I do with that is a quick way to get people to know both more about each other before the project starts and also 
a combination of what people feel like they bring to the table and what they want to get out of it. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. The first thing for myself, um, I actually, since COVID started, been mostly a full-time dad. I've got two kids, 14-year-old boy, 10-year-old girl. I have a doctorate in adult learning. And before sort of pulling away from work, I did consulting with uh, corporate education. So a combination of sort of leadership and team development work. Um, I think in the season, my strengths, I had two big strengths. So one interview week, we won and and won sort of on, I took the reins on that and uh, kind of won on the effort of my interview. And then two, uh, I wrote both episodes of Culinary Capers Oh. oh yeah, you do culinary capers. Oh my god, I love those. The, that was and, one of my, I think, probably my favorite bit from all of season one. Uh, so my life is pretty, uh, pretty simple. Um, my uh, partner and I are engaged. We're getting married this spring. Yay! Uh, Yay. We don't have kids, but we have a, uh, a menagerie of pets and plants. He's a, uh, he's a big gardener and so am I career wise. We're both in hospitality. He's a okay. chef and I am on the, um, beverage and management side. Um, he's the executive chef at a, a pretty good restaurant here in Denver. As far as my individual strengths, um, podcasting, interview and banter we were able to you know get some good on mic chemistry going and you know do some good interviews with guests uh, i do have some experience with doing like actual reporting um i volunteer with one of the public radio stations uh shall we uh, do you have any ideas did anything pop into your head for stuff to do and it's not even really a real idea but the first thing i thought of when i found out the twist was like well what if we just do like like a Baroque Shakespearean poetry reading of the lyrics over like a music bed of like a cello or something. But uh, that's probably a little too on the nose. One of the things I thought of similar to that, a movie review show where we review Shrek. Oh my God. <laughs> Again, that might be too on the nose, but it just like, <laughs> yeah. The other thing that occurred to me thinking about what, you know, find one of our, expertises and and slide these into that um uh, we could do some sort of bar show i don't know exactly what it would be what about sports stuff like you've got uh we could do something that's sort of historical we could do historical sports could do when the vikings were good that has never happened (laughs) (laughs) that would be a very short podcast (laughs) would it be worthwhile to look at to think about like if we did an audio drama what would we do and, and I realize as I say that, that an audio drama that entails uh, a level, a higher level of effort and work as far as um, soundscape. I think, I mean, I think a, a lot of the ideas that we have, uh, like you were saying, lend themselves to the conversational aspect. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that works in our favor. So the lyrics to All Star are very conversational. And of course, mm-hmm. if we do a movie review of Shrek, then it basically writes itself. It does. I wonder if it just becomes too uh, a little self-referential, a little navel gazy. The uh, the feedback that we received in our comedy week was that we were trying, like, trying to be altogether too clever, sort of too cutesy clever with our concept. I like to just have a bunch of ideas going on and then just sort of wait to be struck by inspiration. I'll try to tease out some of this stuff tomorrow and come up with maybe three or four favorites just to have a shorter list to run by Tom and see what he thinks of kind of our best combinations. A couple days later, after throwing ideas back and forth, Dusty and Joe met with their podcasting coach, Tom Merritt, to see what he had to say about how to approach this challenge. Hey, All-Stars. Hello, Tom. How's it going? What can I help you with? So we have a plan A idea and we want to throw it by you and get feedback and we have a plan B in case you say we're ridiculous and think it's a bad choice. Plan A is uh, roughly the concept is view from the other side. The idea is interviewing people who are experts who become customers in their field. So a a doctor that has a surgery, what was that like for you? Uh, A journalist who gets interviewed for a story, what's that like? A hairdresser who, you know, how do they have their haircut by someone else. <laughs> okay. Um, specifically, and the inspiration for this was 
Dusty himself is a beverage manager and has worked in hospitality for years, and he's planning a wedding, his own wedding, coming up in the spring. So Mm -hmm. what's it like planning a wedding when you have been, you know, worked at weddings and help run events for Ah, ages? View from the other side. I get it. Yeah, view from the other side. Um, We chose this because we came up with our two ideas, and this is the one when we just sort of workshop little story snippets over the last half a day or so um we could fit in the most lyrics easily without having to stretch them well first of all i'm going to tell you something i told the other team too i would make sure you pick the idea you think is the best idea don't get too obsessed with the lyrics the lyrics are just a fun thing a little puzzle for you to figure out after you've finished everything else on preparing the podcast that at least that's the way i would approach it i think it's a i think it's a solid uh idea did you want to tell me the other one? It was essentially uh, drinking history. It was kind of a history podcast from an alcohol perspective, sort of Mr. Peabody and Sherman uh, mm-hmm. template. Like one person does the research and then explains it to the other person and they flip for the second topic. And what would be um, the topic of this particular episode? Like The two that bounced around, at least in my head, and we talked about was uh, one about rum and pirates, another about clear whiskey engineering schools and automobiles. Kind of a, a, an alcohol and a historic concept um, and how they relate. The downfall of this for me is that it would actually take a lot of research to do yeah, it Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. It is a lot of work. <laughs> and if you, don't, if you don't have time to put in all that work in the time allotted, or you, you can't for whatever reason, mm-hmm. then you, you're going to fall short of the promise, right? You want to be able to deliver on the promise. So mm-hmm. I think that's the better of the ideas on paper, but I think your, your first idea is easier to execute and still meet a very high high threshold. I mean, it's not drinking. Everybody loves shows about drinking, right? <laughs> so, I get the impression that you would uh that if we that if we picked option 2, then it would need to be pretty heavily scripted. Yeah, you're going to you're going to make sure you get your history right. You're going to want to have production elements that come in, you know, ship sounds, yo-ho-hos, uh rum being poured into a glass, uh, that you know, that kind of rich tapestry. Uh the the thing you need to avoid if you do idea one is the well I could have told you that right lots of people have been married right uh, and and lots of people will might listen and go like well I didn't really learn anything I've been through a wedding so you want to make sure that you have examples that draw from your experience that most people would not know you want to really hammer those don't don't just have a conversation that anybody else could have had that's sort of built in with the history one is like well most people don't know the history of pirates and rum or or whatever topic you would end up picking either way you go is good like you've got two good ideas and i I think you make either one of them sing with a clearer understanding of what their goals are and how they need to move forward dusty and joe set out to pick away at their two ideas in order to settle on one as i was thinking about them since writing that uh two significant thoughts come to mind for me. One, the historical drinking one gives us more of an opportunity to be sort of equal banter back and forth. The other one would be more like, while we normally host this together, uh, this week uh, I'm going to be inter- you know, I'm going to be asking the questions of Dusty. With the wedding one, I know I've got a story or two that I could fit different lines into. With a second choice, might be a little bit easier to, to fit lines into. And I was also thinking that uh, format-wise, that one might make more sense if um, you were the host and I was the guest. Those five are all pretty much like, we can do those as gimmies, especially like the all the glitters is gold can slide into a conversation about weddings really easy. And I think we can slide it into a historical, historical conversation of, uh, of drinking alcohol. Yeah, that's an uh, easy thing. I have to admit... My brain has gravitated towards either the the whiskey or to rum in general. I just love rum stories. <laughs> They're so interesting. It's got such a. I mean, well, and the so much of uh, the history of alcohol is anthropology. You know, it's, it's just like so deeply tied into the cultures and the politics and the wars of you know whatever time that. Right. And and rum in particular. I mean, who doesn't love pirates? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My goal is to have them go, you know, this is an interesting show. Like if without the, you know, shenanigans with the song, 
I would listen to this show. Exactly. That's the ultimate compliment. That's the that would be the the one judging note that I want above all others. And if we can yep. figure it where the lines from the song fit in and it just sounds like a like a good episode of a cool podcast, then mm-hmm. I mean that's that's a win. After more conversations online and off, Dusty and Joe finally narrowed down their focus and decided to work on their idea of the history of alcohol. However, lest we not forget that this all-star competition was being done in the midst of a global pandemic, Team Dusty and Joe were slammed with a particularly familiar roadblock. I sat down with Joe to talk about that and how it was impacting work on their submission. I was gonna have both you and Dusty here but uh dusty is under the weather what's going on with him well uh dusty uh, in a fun turn of events tested positive for covid over the weekend he sent me a note that said uh, downside i tested positive upside i'm gonna be home from work all week so (laughs) (laughs) to work on the competition competition. Uh, and uh, we've been working through that and it's actually been a, a crazy week for me as well. My son was in the hospital on Monday getting an, an endoscopy. They put a camera in his stomach. And so it's been crazy help surrounding everything. It reminds me of how stressful the competition was in the first place. Good, good. <laughs> I knew that was your goal. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> well, tell me a little tell me br- briefly about the concept of the show right now. Sure. We came up with a couple of ideas we thought were good. The second idea was uh, the one we went with because when we described it to him, he went, oh, pirates and rum? Like, who doesn't love that? I think Dusty kind of incidentally named it for us uh, a history of intemperance. Um, it's it's a historical podcast about uh, alcohol. We are talking about rum um, and doing probably, so we've got uh, our two pieces uh, we're doing two sections. One is sort of a, a Peabody and Sherman back and forth where I did historical research on proofing alcohol and how that is actually connected to the rum ration. The British Navy used to give everyone rum every day. Mm-hmm. And it went on from like the 17, actually 1600s to 1970, uh, wow. which cracks me up. <laughs> Dusty actually interviewed a expert uh a spirit expert or a gentleman who this guy has a expertise in mezcal and rum this guy's got great stories about uh captain morgan who was a real person and so everyone most people know captain morgan's rum and so dusty's got the pirate interview i've got the navy history how is the chemistry between you guys does it sound good i think so i think so we we did two takes it actually ended up being too long to begin with right because i had worked my content to about a seven and a half eight minute script but the interaction stretched that out to like 14 15 minutes so we realized we needed to pull things back i cut out some fun sidelines i had put in the script i think uh in my experience you know you have some people who think we need to preserve this authenticity of the conversation and i think part of that's true but i've i've always found that you know, it sounds weird, but practicing this natural conversation you're going to have has a lot of benefits mm-hmm. to it because knowing the direction that each of you in the conversation want to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I So I design and teach programs for companies, training programs, and sometimes we'll do a, a panel and I will practice with the person and especially if I can get to do the panel over and over again, being able to go into the same stories and ask in a way that feels like it's never happened before, but also knowing that I've asked this question to you 16 times and kind of know where you're going to go when I, when you answer it. I think one of the things that we get or we don't focus on is that to a certain extent, this recording is a performance. Um, exactly. And it's yes. not that we're trying to be someone else, but we spend a bunch of time getting our audio just so, and uh, it's worthwhile spending enough a bunch of time to get our content and our interactions just so as well. Well, hopefully uh, Dusty feels yeah. better. I'm sure he will. And um, and and uh, good luck. Excellent. Thank you. Let's hear a quick sample of the History of Intemperance, Dusty and Joe's Alcohol History Podcast. 
Ever wonder why we describe the proof of a liquor? Or if there were real pirates of the Caribbean? Get ready to learn all that and more on a history of intemperance. Cheers, and welcome to A History of Intemperance, the show where we connect our favorite beverages with the people and events of yesteryear. I'm the best professional bartender who's never poured you a drink, and my name is Dusty O'Connell. And I am Joe Hood, a history buff who likes to drink. Every week, we choose a beverage, a cocktail, or a spirit, and we connect to its history. This week, we're talking about rum. Dusty, you're up first. What do you got? Well, Joe... Tonight, I've got an interview with a fellow Colorado mixologist and spirits guru. His name is Jesse Torres, and I summoned him to take us on a journey through the connection between sugar-based spirits and the Pirates of the Caribbean. Once again, you can get the full audio of both teams' submissions on the ANTP podcast feed if you want to hear more. But we've got to get on to the judging and find out who wins this thing. But before we do that... As is tradition, let's get Tom Merritt's thoughts on how he thinks things are going to go on the judging stage. So, Dee Dee Shane, worry me. <laughs> uh, I I also feel like I failed them. Like I, I feel like Shane has got something, and he I couldn't quite get what he's got. And I think it's probably brilliant. And I just I just failed to grasp it when I suggested like, oh, well, maybe you put the interview at the end. I could tell Shane's like, mm, that's not really my concept. And it's like, well, that's fine. If you've got a concept, stick to it. But you need to make sure that A, you're 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 guaranteed that you think it's gonna work, and B, that they can get Didi on board to help you, because it is a team. Dusty and Joe uh have the opposite problem. They've got two great ideas. One of them is more difficult than the other. And I I shied away from telling them do the easier one, because if they think they can get the history one done, then then I think they they could do a really good version of that. What I wish I would have told them is the first idea, the one about from the other side, is unique. And that, I think, is going to play better with the judges because it's different. But I think it's harder to make it sing. Uh, it, it, because it's about a wedding, It's it's they're going to have to push more to make it stand out and not be like, yeah, I've heard wedding stories before. Right now, I'd give the edge to Dusty and Joe, uh, but never count out Shane for vision. Greetings and welcome to America's Next Top Podcaster. Somebody once told me it's a masterclass in podcasting that turned into a reality competition where your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. It's All-Stars Week 2021, and we've brought back all four of the contestants who were eliminated during their season's Comedy Week, Joe, Diddy, Shane, and Dusty. Since Comedy Week was such a bust for them, I've paired them up and given them one single challenge to create a serious podcast, with one small stipulation. That podcast has to contain at least six of the 34 unique lines in the song All Star by Smash Mouth. We'll see how they did in just a minute. But before that, let's introduce our judging panel. First off, from Infinite Game Studios and Los Angeles, California, it's Jenny Josephson. Hi, it's so good to be back here in this oh. wonderful space with wonderful people. So great to hear your voice again. From Frogpan Studios in Salt Lake City, Utah, in the Utah, it's Scott Johnson. Hello and welcome back, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You're too used to hosting your own show. Yeah, I know. It kind of threw me off a minute. <laughs> From Dog and Pony Show Audio and now firmly entrenched in Austin, Texas, Scott would like to welcome you, Justin Robert Young. Oh, it's great to be back, friends. <laughs> great to be back. It's good to have you back. Good to have all three of you back for this uh, little one-shot one week to uh, get some folks back from Comedy Week. Get them some redemption, I guess. Sure. Everyone deserves a second chance, I always say. I, I agree. Yes, absolutely. Um, so you, you've heard the submissions, and I hope you didn't laugh at all while you were listening to them because they were just supposed to be uh, serious, serious podcasts. Um, obviously, since we had the Smash Mouth lyric requirement, there weren't a lot of other guidelines that they had to adhere to. So that said, uh, what kinds of things were you guys looking for uh, from these two? Well, I, you know, I'm looking for creative use of your rules, right? Like, I, I really wanted to see how if it was even possible to do a serious thing and then insert these lyrics. And I was also just looking for, I guess, a really out there take on it and not just the standard sneak the words in when we can kind of thing. I was looking to be entertained. I wanted yeah. to have a good time with a 20 minute podcast. 
because uh, I haven't listened to enough lately, and uh, <laughs> I was looking for some fun, some fun in the neighborhood. I was also looking for fun in the neighborhood. Uh, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think that, that this is a show that's been around now for a little bit. Uh, these are people that have been through the process of making these kinds of shows. This is a more leisurely pace than they normally have. So to be totally honest, I actually had my uh, expectations higher. All right. Well, it's uh, uh, you guys were looking for some fun. I mean, it didn't make sense not to live for fun. So, um, but do you also have to do the lyrics? I, like, I have to, I have to uh, insert twelve of them into today's episode. No, that's not true. But we'll talk about them a lot. Uh, let's get to it. Let's start with uh, Shane and Diddy. Welcome back, guys. Glad to be here. Hi, glad to be here. And uh, you guys uh, came up with Wastelands. Uh, let's talk first about your um, your your inception of the idea, your time with Tom. Even with Diddy, Shane, you were kind of plugging that idea of a, an audio drama kind of for the first time to both of them. And yeah. maybe getting a little bit of resistance. <laughs> <laughs> a poem. Well, it's not just, it's a... The Iliad and the Odyssey? Like you're just reciting verse? Think, or how is yeah, this going to present? Think more like Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Okay. So you're just reciting a poem, original poem, telling a story. If you don't mind me asking, why a poem? Yeah, I, I wasn't doing a very good job of uh, presenting my idea, but um, it was something that I kind of as a concept I had from the very beginning before we even started season two, well, maybe a little less poemy. And I think, uh, <laughs> Tom may have helped uh, along those lines. Right. Cause initially it was going to be all poetry, right? That's true. I, I think it just wouldn't, wouldn't have worked either way. Like that would have been a lot to, it to try to do. Been. So I counted uh, nine of the lyrics that you guys were able to get in there. Is that right? Yeah, I think you got them. I'm impressed with a couple of them, right? Like, I mean, you know, so much to do, so much to see. Both teams use that one. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Actually, I was kind of impressed that both teams snuck that one in. But the Meteor Men, a brilliant way to work the line in, but the Meteor Men beg to differ. I, on the other hand, have a hand pump that we could use to get the fuel out, but it's a two-man operation. I have my own thoughts on how fair that split should be, but the meteor men beg to differ. The meteor men. Now that's a right nasty bunch. So what do you think our split might be? There's some rival gang or or uh, uh, unseen enemy called the meteor men. That was all Diddy right there. <laughs> it fits perfectly into this whole post-apocalyptic uh, landscape you created. Shane, you're a genius with the sound effects and sound design. Um, that nail arrow sound effect scared the crap out of me when it came in. A few steps later and a shot landed. Mere nail ends in front of our boots. We stopped dead in our tracks. All the sound effects were... I thought, I thought the sound work was... Well, I don't want to get into reviews already, but I thought it was, it was awesome. Did a really, really great yes. job on that. Let's get to the judges. Let's get to the people who actually um, matter when they review <laughs> review these things. We're going to start things off with Justin. Okay, so in my own production style, tend to rely on uh, soundscapes and uh, uh, effects quite a lot. I think that it is a very effective thing. I, I, I would say for you guys, uh, uh, this was a bold choice. This was interesting. Really, my only big problem was it was Chekhov's feeders. Like when you mentioned the feeders three times. A mirage ahead. It was hard to tell. Or could this be a town where feeders dwell? I'm assuming that the people that get you at the end or, or put your characters in the big bind at the end are the feeders. I, I, ju I just need that to be spelled out a little bit more or to have other people in the world build that out. But again, like all this is me uh, looking at a beautiful cake and saying that, that the, the top could be better. This was very well done. The soundscapes were uh, uh, professional and uh, uh, the story was uh, certainly enough that you could uh, uh, staple on these dumb quotes that uh, Brian made you do. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Justin. Uh, I really liked this. Um, I'm a big fan of soundscape storytelling. 
in audio. I like story-based podcasts. And, you know, I, I like a good just read it off the page kind of audio book, but I really like it when they get crazy with sound effects and stuff. I don't know, you know, what library you're using or where you're getting all this stuff, but it all sounded great. I thought your use of the terms uh, of the rules were pretty good. Uh, I really like the shape of an L on her forehead. As we approached what appeared to be the heavily mauled woman, we noticed a huge gash in the shape of an L on her forehead. Really good. Perfectly, uh, perfectly fit what you were doing as well. Now, what was impossible to do is not hear Smash Mouth every time you guys said a line, which I guess is the point. Mm-hmm. Um, had I not known that going into this, these both of these things today would have been really annoying because I would have been like, oh my gosh, they just keep saying these Smash Mouth lyrics and I hate them. So you would have recognized them. You would have uh, immediately recognized them even in context. Of oh, totally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Totally. It's an iconic song. I mean, yeah. that's the real, like, like, not only was it a gigantic hit, but it's a meme. So mm-hmm. yeah. it is embedded in our, our brains. And so like, like, if anything, you guys did such a good job at immersing people in a world that whenever you were forced to do one of these dumb lines, it immediately brought us out of the world, but it showed how far we were in to begin with. Yeah. You know, my imagination's going places. I'm starting to do some world building. I think your production chops really showed here. And I think that stuff was really strong. I am the one who had no idea what this podcast is, no idea what it was supposed to be about. In my mind, I invented the reality that you had created a new genre that I hadn't heard about before called I take video games and the motion of the video game I narrate. And I was thrilled. Like I thought that was brilliant, but your podcast while awesome narratively. And I second everything everyone said gave me nothing to hook into on the concept. I was like, what is happening here? There wasn't even like, an intro or a a concept like a I know it was supposed to be in media race, but like I had no idea what was going on, and it it hurt my interest in the podcast because I, I I kept trying to my mind kept trying to categorize it. I thought it was beautifully written. I thought it was beautifully sound executed, um, and the concept obviously was a much better rapper for the lyrics than you know it could have been like. It, I just was lost. And like, you have to think about not just your, you know, your audience that knows exactly what you're doing, but like the audience that doesn't because they're like the poetry was so beautiful that I really wanted to hook into that. But, but I really had not an inkling of what was going on and it distracted me. Interesting because we thought about doing an intro. I Um, needed it. You know, like, uh, and here's what happened last week. And then we decided against it because it was supposed to be in the middle. You know, you were supposed to have listened to the episodes beforehand. I needed it. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Shane and Diddy. Uh, Let's move over to Joel and Dusty. Hey, guys. Hello. And uh, welcome back. Uh, Fun hiatus between then and now. Uh, Dusty, it's probably the freshest. Like the wound is still the freshest for you, right? Uh, Yeah. The one thing that I will say is that uh, I give having COVID one star out of five. (laughs) I recommend it to anyone. Thumbs down. Yelp review on on COVID. Yeah, I forget. Didn't even mention that, that we, we actually did have a big delay in the production of the show and it kind of taught us as podcasters or, or something we already know how to do is roll with it and just say, no problem. Health comes first. We're going to record as soon as we can get everybody back together again. And that all worked uh, fine. And you're feeling good now. Everything good. No, no residual loss of taste or smell or anything. Yeah. You know, the losing my sense of taste and smell as somebody who works in hospitality was, it was very abrupt and it was very bizarre oh, wow. and I hated it. Uh, Let's talk about your show, which is A History of Intemperance. Uh, I counted eight uh, Smash Mouth lyrics, so there's no bonus points if you do more than six. I just want to make sure there weren't any that I missed. No, we initially had even more, but uh, as we were kind of listening to the first and second drafts, we were like, you know, there's a couple of these are a little, a little egregious. They'll, they'll kind of break the fourth wall a little bit. Uh, it seemed like each segment was recorded live with the two of you, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, then Dusty did the interview um, with just him oh. and, and Jesse. Tonight, I've got an interview with a fellow Colorado mixologist and spirits guru. His name is Jesse Torres. Thank you for doing this, Jesse. How are you tonight? Great. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Barbados is a very wonderful example of how rum and sugar in the Caribbean 
shaped everything because Barbados in the 1600s produced more sugar and employed more shippers than all of the other British West Indian islands put together. And that was a great interview. So that's a local guy, huh? Uh, local-ish. He um, he lives in Crested Butte now, but you know he worked in you know our area for a while. And uh, I just kind of reached through my Rolodex and was like, "Hey, who wants to kind of expand at length on you know some of this stuff?" And uh, Jesse was happy to be an encyclopedia for me for an evening. We actually we ended up talking for uh, over an hour which presented an interesting editing challenge. I think if I had to do it over again, I would be a little bit more precise interviewer uh, because getting a final cut that made sense and was to the point was uh, a project. Yeah, makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, he did a great job and he was a great sport, even integrating at least one lyric. There's a difference between being a pirate and and a privateer. A privateer, they split the booty with the British government. So they weren't directly paid. You know, they, they've fed to the rules and they basically hit the ground running. Well done. Uh, we're going to start things off this time with Scott. You guys had really good sound quality. I really liked that. You guys sounded great. You sound like you were in the, the same room. And um, that that worked well here because you are meant to sort of have it be having this sort of, you know, conversational style to the show. I thought that worked really well. Uh, a lot of it felt a little reedy to me. Uh, and I kind of got a little lost, a little bored in a couple of parts. And you guys had a really nice going back and forth kind of easy way about conversation. Uh, so I think at the at the end of the day, your chemistry is good. Your sound quality was great. All of that stuff was good. I think subject matter wise, it just wasn't my bag. Very good. Thank you, Scott. Jenny. Hello. Uh, Avast. So I enjoyed this podcast, uh, you know, in the way that I enjoy conversation with a friend who's not really a dear friend, but has something interesting to say. Um, But I I have to tell you guys, if you're going to do a 19 minute podcast sample, uh, you can't do a Wikipedia. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like you just can't. I mean, look, you had great interviews, great historical context, um, and I really appreciate you're really honing in on the more difficult historical context to make it not just a pirate story, but a story of oppression and like really putting that in its proper place was important to me and could have been easily overlooked. I wanted the energy of like the TikTok pirate closing music to be the energy of this podcast, like the cool thing about people who sailed the high seas, whether they were pirates or, or profiteers. Um, for their rights and their wrongs, whether they're chaotic evil or chaotic neutral or whatever it is, like they haven't, there's an energy to that. And I just really wanted that energy to be suffused more throughout the podcast. And that's kind of, otherwise it was just like, this is every other explainery podcast in existence. And we're, we're moving beyond that in podcasts. Like it's getting harder and harder to surprise and delight. And I, feel like there could have been a way to surprise and delight us with this very good and very useful information. Mm. And if you were going to do this again, because I actually love the idea of a history of intemperance, like um, I would just go back and be like, all right, how can we raise the energy level? Like, could you have even made up a shanty about rum? You know, like, uh, could you have invited some TikTokers in to like, uh, you know, do so that you like, how do you level it up from here? Because even though I didn't understand a blessed thing that was going on in the other one, I was compelled. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, all right, let's get over to Justin. So I agree with everything that Jenny said, but I disagree that it needed to come at the cost of your energy. I think the reason why this was not what it could be was because of production. And it was because you guys were this mushy middle between being a kind of like, and this is a pet peeve of mine. I know it's a very, an extraordinarily popular genre, uh, but it is a pet peeve of mine. The like fake surprised banter of like, well, what are you doing? Well, I'm doing a blink. Wow, that's crazy. No, you're kidding me. Nope. Oh nope. my God, where do I get it? <laughs> okay. You don't know what you're doing. We did a <laughs> podcast together and then you edited it. In. <laughs> like, like just... Uh, be be uh, uh, confident with what you have. And I think that 
the stuff that you guys had was really compelling when we're talking about uh hey every time you lift a rum and coke to your lips remember that it was uh built on the backs of slaves compelling uh uh captain henry james morgan was not just the smiling guy with a knee up in the air on every bottle of rum he was a brutal uh, uh warlord <laughs> who dominated a place that you may or may not have been on vacation to very compelling you guys have to make stronger more confident cuts uh to say like whenever like is this two guys talking cut it is this interesting leave it in and in 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 the moments between that then carry the kind of energy that the information you're giving people demands of it the research you guys did was great it was awesome like uh, the the last thing you guys had about buying the last bit of rum that used to be handed out to, to British the, Navy the people. Black tot last consignment. Black tot rum is going to cost you two thousand dollars for a bottle. I was like about to start texting friends of mine to be like, "Hey, how many people do we need to get in on a two thousand dollar bottle of rum?" Like that is very, very, very. Good stuff. It is compelling stuff. Thank you, Joe and Dusty. Let's get to find out who is the winner of the special all-star challenge. Uh, you, you guys, both uh, both teams did very well with the judges as far as having engaging content and sound quality was up there. Uh, in the end, Diddy and Shane, you guys edged out the other team with uh, your audio drama. Congratulations. You won this special all-star edition challenge of America's Next Top Podcaster. Congratulations, guys. Woo! Thank you. Only single (laughs) double elimination now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Not double-double. Oh my god, this would have been a double-double elimination. You would have been the only people in ANTP history to get kicked off a podcast twice as a pair. Is there any thought to turning this into like a regular show? I did consider that, honestly, a little bit. I I don't know if I hadn't really talked to Diddy about it, but... I have definitely considered writing the rest of that story. That's cool. And Shane, you know, you not doing uh, sound design on a podcast on the, on a regular basis is a crime. You need to fix that. At your, I know it's a lot of work. What can I say? <laughs> it it is, but it sounds amazing. And so you get you need to uh, definitely keep that well, up. Thank you. Very good. Well, congratulations, guys. And uh, let's talk to Joe and Dusty. You guys came really close. It was a it was a close uh, uh, competition. What you guys put together is really good. Any any things you would change if you. If, if I were to do a second chance all-star edition, <laughs> what kinds of things would you would you look at changing? Honestly, I, one of the challenges with if it still had the lyrics in is figuring out how to fit them in both creatively and seamlessly. Like Justin's point about undermining the expertise of Jesse uh, rang true. Trying to think of things I listen to for informational purposes. Well, yeah, making this was a ton of fun and being able to i mean one of the things we our two main goals when we made uh this episode when we competed on here were to uh one make something that you know we would enjoy or because you know when you're doing the challenges in the regular season uh a lot of it is the sort of show that you would never do i think we hit our marks as far as those things go and this is uh definitely something that i've got you know an outline written up for and possibly even a guest list. So uh, we'll see. Cool. Well, thank you uh, teams. Congratulations again to Diddy and Shane and thank you judges. Uh, Great to have you back again, even for this, for this one shot, we'll be back with more stuff in 2022. So stick around for that. Uh, As a matter of fact, at the end of this show, you're going to hear information about how you can be part of the next season of the show. We'd love to have you uh, compete on the next season of America's Next Top Podcaster. So keep listening and you'll find out how you can get on the show. That is going to do it for this episode. On behalf of our judges, our coach, our producers, and everyone who works behind the scenes to keep all the wheels moving in the right direction, this is Brian Abbott saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on America's Next Top Podcaster. Hey, 
Hey, Brian David here for America's Next Top Podcaster. We're in the middle of getting things ready for season four. We've got our judges, we've got our coach, we've got our challenges. What we need is you. That's right. You can be a contestant on season four of America's Next Top Podcaster. How do you do it, you ask? I hear you asking that. Go to americasnexttoppodcaster.com. You'll find a link right on the homepage for the application. Look, it's short. It's really easy to fill out. We want to hear some of your existing podcasts. We want to know what you want to achieve as part of the contest. And we just want to know a little bit more about you. That's it. Really easy to sign up. And the rewards for becoming a contestant are huge. Sure, there's the physical prizes like the the headphones or microphones or mixers or whatever, but it's really the experience that you get, the knowledge and the training. Uh, You're attending a boot camp with some of the best known podcasters in the business. And it's an experience that you just can't get anywhere else. So visit americasnexttoppodcaster.com and fill out the short application form on the site. We'd love to see you. We're going to start recording at the end of February. Your application needs to be in by January 31st, 2022. So head on over there right now, fill it out, and I'd love to see you in season four. Thank you for listening to America's Next Top Podcaster. This show brought to you by the lovely team headed by your host, Brian Ibbett. Follow Brian at Coverville on Twitter. Hammond Chamberlain as our executive producer. Follow Hammond at jhammondc. Bobby Frankenberger as our producer. Follow Bobby at gmfunkytown. Lady Monica Stone as social media and community manager. Follow Monica at wickedkitten13. Alex Albisu as our contestant interviewer and Patreon manager. Follow Alex at Alex Elbisu. And I'm Gidget Von LaRue from Season 1. And you can follow me at Gidget Von LaRue. Consider becoming a patron of the show by going to patreon.com forward slash top podcaster. Make sure to follow the show at Podcasting Idol and visit our website at America's Next Top Podcaster.com for everything else.